0: Show, RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. My name is Scott, and joining me tonight are my co-hosts.
1: I'm Sam, I'm a peanut. I'm in France, um, and I'm a legume.
2: <laughs> okay, that just took a weird turn. Um, I'm Mac, and I am pantless.
1: That took a weirder turn.
0: No, that...
2: I'm,
1: a, I'm no. also pantless.
0: See, see, so you gotta get on board this no pants train. You gotta, you gotta hop on the no pants subway ride, Samantha.
1: You use that foul name that I don't answer to.
0: Yeah, but that only cause it's serious business. And you know what's serious business? This no pants subway ride, we are all on into podcasting.
2: I'm about to choo-choo-choo-choo-choos you. Choo- choo- choo. Pretty this, much.
1: This, this, this conversation got really awkward and I'm just gonna sit here quietly drinking my tea.
2: That's probably for the best. So, uh, uh, what are we? Uh, what are we ordering today? Anything good?
0: Okay. So, we what we are ordering is Scott's thesis rant of that pre-orders are better for giant, heartless multinational corporations than they are for the consumer,
2: and we should all just stop doing it. <laughs> Can I just? Can I go on a mini rant before we even talk about the topic? Only so um, long as it as it is
0: about terminology,
2: not about terminology. That was Trent's rant last time about your corpus <laughs> colosum or whatever <laughs> you were you were mentioning. Um,
1: Hilariously, people got it, so I'm a little happy about that.
2: Hey, good good for them. I I googled it, so <laughs> I'm not going to pretend <laughs> That's the I'm magic
1: powers. Use Google. Um,
2: I I do love how each week it's like or each month that we do this it's like you have found something that you are just passionately angry possibly about and then we get to pick it apart and just destroy it sometimes it's i don't know it's just, it's just entertaining
0: <laughs> look i am there's a fun thing to know about me i don't i don't share myself as a person much on my gamer uh segment of my life but i should let you know that i'm basically held together only by three things Caffeine, booze, and spite. <laughs> and because we record these at night, the two that are active are spite and booze.
1: You think it'd be Fair caffeine. enough?
0: Ca- if we ever record Sunday morning, it'll be caffeine and spite. Their spite is compulsory.
2: Fair enough. So you are saying that pre-orders are bad. That's that's what I'm hearing here, right?
0: Yes, I, w- I have some points to maintain about why I think pre-orders are bad. Okay. So, if if you would like me to start with one of those, or do, would you like to offer an immediate counter example?
2: Oh no, I don't want to waste my counter example. I don't. I've got to see my opponent's opening gambit before I uh, before I counter.
0: I suppose the burden of proof is upon the accuser. That's just how it works. So, the fact of the matter is is that video games, as the business thereof as of today, is to set a date, flog your staff to death, hit that date, and then the game will come out mostly functional, and then by week three it'll have a great patch, which is just in time of the first DLC to come out. And then, by the time all the DLC is done, it's a year later, and you can get all of it in a Steam sale for 20 bucks. It makes more sense on a purely rational level for a consumer of video games to sit and wait on anything that looks interesting. It is more rewarding to know that, hey, this game, every review of this game is saying, it's okay for these particular reasons, and these particular reasons tickle me as a player, but hey, it's only okay, so I can wait on it. I can spend less get more get better and be better off be happier be someone who doesn't feel compelled to go on metacritic and leave one out of 10 review scores for overwatch for for battleborn for not being overwatch i guess or the other way around cuz that whole thing is a nightmare this is my this is this is the core of my point
2: okay i'll i'm going to initially counter um as I attack with my brave points. Sorry, I've been playing too much Bravely Second and if I use two Brave Points that means I can take two turns immediately before anybody else gets to, so um Trent will just, default
0: I'm, for most of the episode.
2: <laughs> Sam might too. Alright. I I understand what you're saying, but I feel like your your thesis has a big a big asterisk by it. That says for AAA games.
0: Well, I mean, I think yes. There, there is obviously the the proof of the pudding that comes from the small niche of JRPGs that do rely on about ten thousand people buying everything, and selling fast does matter more to the guys that to the money men than selling well.
2: Yeah. So you have got to think here if you're comparing, say, big AAA game final fantasy 15 coming out pre-orders they want to get a ton of those they want to have big numbers on that so they can talk about it and boast about it and know that they're going to get these sales versus something along the lines of nsa nis america's grand kingdom do any of you all have that pre-ordered probably not so when you think about it i, I agree that the big AAA games Pre-orders on those really don't benefit the consumer at all. The only benefit that you see is if you really wanted that limited 10,000 quantity extra mega ultra edition, which we'll get into later because I know that kind of stuff is probably a whole other point in itself. But that seems to be the only point that would really be a benefit for those. But for the smaller companies, the, the RPG companies that we cover, because they make the small stuff, they release the smaller games here. You know the NIS Americas, the exceeds, the Atlas, the Axis. You know, Idea Factory. They have small runs, and if they don't get pre-orders, companies aren't going to buy anything. You know, GameStop's not going to shell out anything. I remember back in the day when I worked at EB or Electronics Boutique back in the 1990s. That, the dark yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, it was actually fun back then. I really liked it there, but pre-orders were big for us because. Certain niche games that I liked back in the day. If you know, I would pre-order them even working there because if we didn't, we wouldn't get any copies of them. Panzer Dra- Panzer Dragoon Saga for the Saturn, you know, expensive game, hard to find, very limited run. I happened to pre-order it, and I got that game because of that. Had I not, you know, it's not a day when you could just do Amazon and hop on there and just find it, or
0: you had to drive to the other EB across town to see if they had you know what? it. And it was a drive because the staff weren't allowed to phone that location and the computers weren't networked in a way that was useful.
1: You know what? And, and I grew up kind of in the same way Mac did when I was a young girl and I wanted something that I would see, you know, in EGM. Um, you know, I used to run to my mom and I'd be like, we need to go to the store and pre-order this because it looks interesting and I have money, you know. And my mom was happy to do that because to her, she looked at the pre-order as something where – She knew it was an easy birthday gift or an easy, you know, gift for me getting good grades, right? I'd tell her what I want, she'd go do it. I remember times when, like, I pre-ordered Harvest Moon games, because I loved Harvest Moon, and you get the plushie, and my mom liked the plushie as much as I did. So, I mean, there were benefits back then in ways in which you could get those games to be visible, that um, when Persona 4 came out, for example, a lot of the games were supposed to be bundled with art books. I remember my mom screaming at an EV employee because she knew that there was supposed to be an art book bundled with the game, and they were trying to pull a, no, there isn't, we're not going to give this to you. And my mom was like, I see the damn art book, you're going to give it to me. <laughs> my mom was that mom.
0: <laughs> she She's that customer. <laughs> I mean, she was right that time. But the thing is, is, all I'm asking is for you as a consumer... To exercise your mind a bit and look at the situation of any game you want and decide and just do the cost-benefit, the risk analysis, and say, you know what, this I can wait on. Like, okay, there, there's going to be Story of Seasons, which is going to print 10,000 copies and come with a tiny plush animal, and for Sam, that matters. For someone else, they will be just as happy picking it up during one of the dry seasons for five bucks less digitally, and that's that's a big thing is I think in jrpg's pre-order was the rule because quantities were so low you had you were running a significant risk of never finding another one well, and- or paying too much for a second hand copy and even and uh-huh. now a digital market has given you the opportunity to say,
1: "Yeah, whenever." Yeah, the having the digital market does kind of it makes a bit of a crux in the situation because instead now what you're finding with companies is they'll give you digital pre-order bonuses for oh, God. the digital. Like um, the the
0: bonuses are just just this carrot and stick that I I resent both sides of that equation. I resent oh, being yeah. the I resent the carrot and the stick. I mean, for a long time there there was the there was that 2007 to 2009 where it was all stick, right? You know, well, if you don't buy it new, you don't get this. The guy you're gonna have to pay more for multiplayer. We're 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 just not. We're we're gonna find a way to hose you. And now it's it's all carrot, but the carrots are really tiny and mealy. And I really don't care about starting the game with a sniper rifle.
1: Well, that's just it. Like Square Enix is actually probably one of the worst offenders in some cases for this because a lot of the little pre order bonuses that come digitally with games, it's usually really menial stuff like I remember I saw Dragon Quest Heroes on sale like I already had a copy Um but I was just looking at it because Ada our roommate wanted to buy it and it was just like get extra monies you know oh you get this weapon and a new costume and it's like I don't know if that's worth the extra 10 bucks they're asking me to give like no. it's just not in most cases because you're only going to use that costume let's say once That money's going to be gone fairly quickly because it's Dragon Quest. It it, it
0: is not (laughs) dressing... It it is not the power to uh, have the Hitman silver ballers in your copy of Human Revolution.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I've got a question for each of you that I'd like to have answered. Have any of you ever pre-ordered a game and gotten a bonus that was like a digital bonus at all that you even used or remember or find to be even slightly memorable.
0: Shale. Shale's the last one.
1: Yeah, I would say shale was a good one.
2: But that was more a first copy, first print run kind of. Bonus.
0: Well that that, wasn't that, necessarily- that was for
2: anyone who bought it new.
1: Yeah, but that was yeah. yeah like that was it. If you were one of but, those people who bought it new, that was a thing that came with it. You, if you bought it later, oh no. Like yeah. you had to pay more.
2: That is a good Good example. Anything, Trent? Did you have any that you've ever done digitally?
3: Um, I really liked, uh, and I know that there are people out there that would disagree with me, but I really liked the Harley Quinn DLC with Batman Arkham Knight. I thought it was, I thought it was really enjoyable to play as Harley and to to have a little side story that took place before the game. And uh, it's it's a similar case in that it was on all the first run copies. It wasn't necessarily a pre order bonus, although. I think that's what they originally intended it to be. Um, kind of similar to how Episode uh, uh, Duskate... It, is it called Episode Duskate? Can we talk about the naming convention <laughs> of Final Fantasy games? No,
0: that, that we, we we don't have that much time in one episode.
1: <laughs> but
3: you know to- so, so you buy a first-run copy of uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, which is a great game in its own right, and, and you get this demo... Uh, on that too, I I found that demo to be memorable, even though apparently I can't pronounce its name properly.
2: I don't, I don't think anybody.
0: Can. No one can. No one
2: can. Desk, it's it's dusky. I just call it dusky.
0: Pick pick, what, pick your choice. You're wrong. Scary. We'll we'll write it to and the you end. Know
1: what Trent? Like I actually think that's a really good example because you know when we were growing up in the PlayStation era, um, when you bought a Final Fantasy game, sometimes you got a bonus demo CD, which sometimes was kind of neat. You know, you'd get to try another game that maybe you didn't it, have on your radar. I mean, I know a lot of so, people...
3: It's, and sometimes you bought a game because of oh, the demo. No, uh, I anyone liked anyone, some of
0: the... I liked some of the Enders 1 on its own merits. Yes, <laughs> no,
3: does, you do. Does anyone remember buying uh, Dragon Quest Eight and for the uh, Final Fantasy Twelve demo?
2: Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> That's I was what not I did. A, I was not a Dragon Quest fan back then. I didn't care about Dragon Quest. Had never really played much Dragon Quest, but dadgummit, I bought that game day one and I took it home and I played the crap out of it. And by it, I mean the Final Fantasy XII demo.
1: But you know what? That, That shows a different kind of history when you think about it. When games were offering demos in their brand new copies, it was almost like getting an extra gift. And when we were younger, that was an exciting thing. Whereas... Now, when you get a bonus, you don't necessarily have that same level of excitement. And I don't know if that's just a product of its time more than well, anything else. I,
0: I think, I think it's just a change in what people are packaging in. There are so many ways to market now that adding a demo CD to a game that's gar- a guaranteed seller or something, or maybe the other way around, Zone of the Enders 1, but, um, But was a really savvy marketing decision, and now there's a dozen other ways to get that information out there now. And so the way you incentivize people buying a new game new, uh, or in the first print run, is to include Hawaiian t-shirts for everyone.
1: You know what? I do like when it's story content. For me, that's
0: so rare though, and it feels like it feels like that. That's a stick move to me. Oh no, it
1: is. It's a total stick move. Where like you bought
0: Kingdoms of Amalur on the second printing, and you you now miss out on an hour of stuff, even if that stuff is completely trivial. Trivial, you don't get it. Like you, if you did not buy a new copy of Alien Isolation, you don't get Ripley. No, no,
1: but I mean more in the sense of of games like Dragon Age and Arkham Knight, where it doesn't necessarily feel like it's these large attachments. These are just extra stories that you can choose to enjoy. I mean, some people, you know, I, I didn't mind the Harley Quinn DLC when I played it. I thought it was pretty fun for how short it was.
0: Well, as a pack-in, I think that's a nifty thing. And if it's, a, I, and if that, I have not gotten to that yet. I should play that bit. It It seems like, hey, that's a character who could play a little differently and just give you a new flavor on the combat. Whereas something like to keep it in Arkham, uh, more challenge maps, yeah, or challenge maps where you play as Jason, goddamn Todd. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, I I just finished writing a very long rant about all a bunch of terrible Robins.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I want to know something. How does like pre-orders themselves? I do it. I've got, I just counted on Amazon, I have 10 games pre-ordered right this second. The reason I have those games pre-ordered is, A, I'm going to get them day one anyways. I know they're a game that I want to play right at launch. You know, I don't do it on games that I'm like, oh, I'll get that later or whatever. I'll wait for a sale on those. Two, thankfully on Amazon, it costs me nothing up front. There is zero cost going out. Back in the day, I had to put like 5 or $10 down back when, you know, I used to work at EB, and I guess you probably still do with a lot of the GameStops and stuff, so I haven't done that in forever and don't really care to. But I've got those games pre-ordered right now, no cost whatsoever, and 20% off of them for having pre-ordered ahead of time.
0: And uh, there's no...
2: If I'm going to buy those day one, regardless, how's it hurting me?
0: I suppose it isn't, but that's the thing, is I think... Day one and I have a very dysfunctional relationship, because if I I am picking something up day one, it's because I have let my emotions get the better of my sense, where I'm like, I'm just too excited to this, I have to have it right away. Even if I've got nine other games active and I can't really make time for it, I have to have it that day, I have to rip it out of the packaging and smell the discs. He's
1: really bad for that. I can attest to it.
0: it. It is a it is a problem I have, and it's kind of something I'm trying to do as a, to step away from. It's just like, you know what? I didn't need to buy Fallout 4 day one. I Well, we didn't, so. We didn't, but I'm saying is I didn't need to do that, and ideally, and if, if I were being super smart about it, I would have waited until the Game of the Year edition came out, probably in three months from now. And just had the whole thing without having to wade through day one Bethesda, because again, games don't ship finished very often. Like I will buy a Nintendo game that I'm curious about day one, because I'm almost certain that game will work. But anyone else, now nah, I can wait.
1: You know, I can what, wait
0: till after the first three patches clear.
1: I I see Max point, and I actually do think that's a better incentive when it comes to pre ordering. If you're getting money off, let's say, from your pre-order, and let's say they're not taking any money, I don't think there's any harm in that. And I don't well, feel like that, that is necessary. Return
0: policies have gotten a lot better yes. recently, uh, both for Steam and for even GameStop now. Because there, there was a dark time at the old EB where, oh, this disc is open, we can't return it, but it's terrible and also broken. Store credit? $20? No.
1: Like, those are the incentives where I see a benefit to pre-orders, and especially for smaller publishers. Pre-orders are a thing they need because it justifies them bringing titles over. That has always been the song and dance. The ba-
3: uh, I, I hate that. All right. I know,
1: I know you hate I, that, I, I but hate it. I hate No, let him go. let me finish. No, no, Trent? No, I, Trent? I... Let I me haven't finish. had a
0: chance to speak.
1: And let Trent, me finish Trent's, first.
0: Trent wants to talk for the first time in three episodes, and you're going <laughs> to shut him down? Give
1: me one minute to finish my damn point. What I mean by that, and I and I don't like it either, Trent, before we even get into the semantics, but as someone who has gone to events and has talked to smaller publishers, they will outright tell you this.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. Warner Brothers is going to tell you the exact same thing. Oh, yeah,
1: no, no, but I'm saying I have more believability to those people because it's one of those things where well, I see when they're hurting nigh- and nigh- I see when they're not.
0: Neither Axis nor Warner Brothers is wrong. But guess what? Yeah. This is the contract between us, between customer I know. and provider, yeah. is that you give me
3: something I want so what were you saying, the way Trent? I want it. <laughs>
1: Go, Trent, sorry.
3: What, what I was saying is that bo- like pre-orders are bogus as all hell. Let's be real, people. Oh, yeah. We're all adults. Let's, let's look at the rationale of the situation. You are putting money down on an item to guarantee that you will only be able to purchase it at w- one place from one source. And if that source is online, you'll have to wait for it to be shipped. And you might be getting a pre-order bonus, like a small b- piece of DLC or a keychain or something.
0: Or but- Junpei's hat. Ooh, a but, chain.
3: but you are also sacrificing your own freedom in this process. Not only is there a possibility that the game may not be a quality game and it may not be worth owning, let alone playing, but you're you're also limiting your ability to purchase and pick up and play this game. I have not pre-ordered Final Fantasy 15, and best believe I am excited for Final Fantasy 15. I will be playing it day one. But the difference between me pre-ordering it from an EB Games or GameStop and me not doing it is that I can pick it up at 10 different locations within my city, and I don't have to worry about my copy not coming in on day one. And if I really have some hesitation on how the game is going to turn out, or to Scott's point, if I'm thinking that it would be better to wait until an updated version of the game comes out that has all the DLC that will be released over time, like a Bethesda Game of the Year edition, I have the freedom to wait and pick it up at a time in which the DLC is all there and the price is substantially better. Pre-ordering a game locks yourself into a contract that benefits a publisher, and even if it's a small publisher, I don't think that's worthwhile. We shouldn't be treating game purchases like they're a charity. I don't yeah. care if it's a he's Loyalty's a crock. This is a business I, I, transaction. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't care if it's an X game. I don't care if it's an NIS game. I don't care if it's XSeed. I don't care if I know the people that work at these publishing companies by name. It's irrelevant. Games are purchased because they are worthwhile. Because they are entertaining. Because they are quality. Not because I pity the developer. Okay? I think that's insane. Alright? Yeah. If your game can stand up for itself... I will buy it. I don't need to do you a favor by buying it in advance without even knowing whether it will be a quality
1: (laughs) Oh no, I I, I totally agree with you. I'm just reiterating the things that I have
0: encountered. And and here's the thing, is honestly I've had, at least on a couple of occasions, had, had developers of games thank me for reviewing their game well, and I just told them point blank, said don't Ever thank me? Don't ever do that. I, s- I read your book. <laughs> I played your game. I said what I thought about it. You did well. We can
3: talk. Which is a- how it should be. And this, and, is and, an then, and this is
0: it. It's like I I used what power I have to say, hey, like other consumer, product. this is probably worth some money and some time because I believed that. All right, and no, that's no, never no. going to change. And we the fact kind is... kind of lost
2: the pre-order point on that one. Well, I want to no, go back to what well, Trent was it, it, It's,
0: it's a related idea, I guess.
2: True. Now, what Trent's saying, I can understand that. If you're putting your own money down on something and you're locked into something somewhere, if that's your situation, then absolutely. That is something that you don't have to do. You don't have to restrict yourself to that. And that's why I no longer physically pre-order anything that's going to be out there in, you know, that I've got to go out to and rely on. I I don't mind to put my non-existent deposit down, which whatever it is on Amazon, because it doesn't, it doesn't impact me negatively at all. I'm not out any money ahead of time. It's not doing it for the publisher. I'm doing it to save money and it it, benefits me. Yep. And I'm down with that.
0: And again, that that that's your call to make. If you say, you know what, Amazon is what works for me. It shows up on my door day of, day after, well, for a thing I was sure to buy because I have a collector's impulse, then that's you. Well,
1: and not but, just that, but I but, mean, at the, if but say I you don't want it anymore, you're not out anything.
2: Yeah. Alright. There's one thing I have to say that I agree is a complete and total I don't understand this at all. Pre ordering digital titles. Oh okay. what the what the heck is the point? Well, okay. I don't understand so, the concept. I, I will I give. Understand maybe you can download them earlier or whatever.
0: Well, I will give the yeah. point to the, the pre order, the digital pre order for exactly one thing. The game is multiplayer to a large capacity. And so having it preloaded and being able to launch it as soon as you can or as soon as you want is something you do do you think is critical to it? Like, if you are super gung-ho for the next...
2: For something that's going to launch with an online service that's going to crash immediately because everybody's getting on I right guess, at launch.
0: I, get, I guess Diablo everybody 3. Had a
2: chance to, everybody's downloaded it ahead of time. <laughs> and then yeah
0: I, you're right it, no you you just you just blew me away. I'm like, oh wait, Diablo three everyone preloaded that, and Battlenet couldn't take it, so I may as well have bought Diablo three a month later
1: <laughs> and then remember all the hacking with the uh the auction well that that, that, was, that was special
0: that w- that that's another flavor of special for another special episode I, but
1: I mean I personally I haven't really pre-ordered a lot of games recently, mostly due to funds, mostly also due it not having a lot of time. Um, I think the last game I pre-ordered for us that we got was Fire Emblem and that was only because I happened to be in my local store and our local store, you know, they're really good people. Um, So I went and I pre-ordered it because I wanted to have it that day. I mean, there's no good justification for it, but I think that was the last one where I honestly remember going into the store and being like, yeah, I have to have this now! (laughs) Um, Because I I had impulse and... well. You know, I beat it and in a week. What,
2: <laughs> that's exactly what digital pre-orders feed on, is the, I have to have it right this second. I yeah. have to have it immediately.
3: And, and I'm you know s- what? First the time, now.
2: if a game's coming out, it's going to take a while to download. Yes. So you know what? You buy it the night it launches. You don't have to pre-order it. You let it download overnight. You got it the next morning to play. Maybe I'm just crazy in that. I understand some people may want to just do... I just don't understand... I don't... (laughs) I No, no, I I don't
1: really understand it either, and I've never pre-ordered a game digitally because I I have yet to see a point for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do understand why people do it. It just doesn't click with me, and it makes... It just seems like such a waste. There's no point. (laughs) There's no benefit to it. See... Especially if you use the backlog issue, like Scott said earlier, if you're in the middle of nine different games already, which... Chances are, if you're buying games on Steam and stuff,
0: you
1: probably take are. a look at
2: your Steam list. You probably have 50 to 60 games you haven't touched, if not more. And guess what? Steam sales are pretty regular, and you're probably going to get the, that the game. The summer
0: one's free. coming. The summer one's coming. I got my yeah. eye on some things. Uh,
1: see, I think my incentive for pre-order before, not so much now, was usually... Is it something I am likely going to enjoy? Is this as a developer where I've enjoyed their titles previously? Um,
0: but, but is but it? I remember when I, when I was younger, you EGM was my now. only way. I know. I'm, but I'm saying is, is it a question of now?
1: No, no. And that's just it. In a lot of cases, when I was younger, absolutely. Cause I had more time. Now as an adult, probably not. And, I'm not ashamed to admit that. It's just one of those things where it's, I recognize the amount of time I have on top of the fact that I'm a reviewer and my review duties always come first.
0: Well, and and this is it, and I will actually confess this as just a personal anecdote because it doesn't necessarily, it certainly doesn't apply to any a lot of people in the buying public, but it is just a fact of the matter. It's like, if there is something I have deep hype for, deep interest in, I'm just going to be like, hey Mac... So review copy, <laughs> which is why I've been playing Blood and Wine for The Witcher Three for about a week now.
3: Yeah,
2: and we're in a different
0: we're
1: in a different. I mean, perspective I, in that I, case, we, so. we
0: do have we do have an, in, an an interesting instance of privilege in that scenario, but otherwise, no, I have not pre-ordered anything because because of Ubisoft <laughs> because <laughs> because they are predators because they used a they they used the same sort of the same sort of deliberate obfuscation strategy that telecom companies used when they try to get you to bundle services and then stick you there to get me to buy the $100 wor- version of Watchdogs which I did not realize I was picking I just said hey I want a copy of Watchdogs
1: that was not and specific enough.
0: I was not specific enough, so I have a balaclava and an ugly ass statue and a steel box of Watch Dogs, a game that, oh god, I do not like on a very, very and spe- the, the long sad list part of ways.
1: Is when Watch Dogs was announced, Scott was a little fanboy, flailing his arms, going, "This looks so neat."
0: Well, they they and they lied to me, and
1: that's the problem with their
0: videos. That, you know,
1: they did a really good job of getting you hyped and then taking you back down. And we have this ugly statue in our house that I kind of just want to set on fire.
0: You know, there is a yeah. giant dumpster out front now.
1: Meanwhile, I think we waited. I think it was almost a year after South Park came out, and Ada, my roommate before she was living with us she wanted South Park and in the UK for whatever reason their version was censored yada yada so she said can you buy me for my birthday South Park the pre-order with the giant Cartman was I think $20 less than even buying a used copy in and, the store and
0: th- and that's it. Is that that's something I do have to point out is that yes if you do pre-order it you do get a ridiculous feely but guess what? That Feely is going h- to hog a lot of space in your local game sp- stop for years. I am one day I will have the uh I will buy a copy of F- uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 of the Phantom Pain for $20 just for the robot arm. I'm not even remotely curious about the game, but that to- robot arm is rad. <laughs>
1: I need all the listeners to tell him that he's not allowed to do that because I will kill him. Because we need to save space. It, How many Gundams do you own, my dear?
0: It'll fit in right. It'll fit in great no, with the Transam Exia. It will. No. The, the Exia that. Dark Matter and it, they are their that. friends. The I I I did a custom You're paint.
1: divorce levels here.
0: I did a really cool custom paint job for a Dark Matter Exia for Transam colors. <laughs> I was really proud did of it. You, <laughs> uh, did,
2: you, did you pre-order it? Because I'm I'm. I'm losing
1: he, you. You're losing the, me
0: here. I did not pre-order uh, this particular Dark Matter Exe. But you know no. what?
1: That's the other thing is the stupid pre-order bonuses. Years later, they take up space in a GameStop with or massive, your house with massive discount. Like, <laughs> or
0: or your house, and you 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 you're just never gonna get rid of that three hundred dollar dragon.
1: Well, like Ada and I, I remember a couple weeks ago we went to one of our local Game Stops. We went in there and. The Tales of Zillia first run with the Mila statue was in the store, and, of course, Ada has the hots for Mila, so she's like, I can buy this, right? And I was like, no, because there's to no use space your, for you, it. You have to
0: use your grown-up powers to yeah, know that like, you don't need anime statues. It's one of those
1: things where you have to, like, remind yourself, it's like, this thing is going to take space in my house, and oh. it does nothing,
2: <laughs> but right, it's kind
1: of gonna- cool. <laughs>
2: I'm going to return back to the same question that I asked about the digital pre-orders. What's been a physical pre-order bonus or whatever that you have gotten? has uh, been
0: Junpei's hat. Worth it. Junpei's hat was viable. That that, that, that was, was kind
1: of a neat pre-order. I bonus. mean
0: it. It is a it is a pretty basic baseball hat. It works. It keeps the sun out of your eyes.
1: It's practical, actually. Like,
0: like if, if, if more games came with baseball hats, I'd be down for that. You know
1: what? Mo- I don't think most people complain if they get a hat or a t-shirt, because those are practical things. You wear a hat, you wear a t-shirt. You know, I don't see those as being- I I like the the soundtrack CDs. Yeah, like- If
0: if you throw in a soundtrack CD, I'm pretty game for that.
1: I don't feel like those are necessarily the worst kind of pre-order bonuses. I find with the digital pre-orders, a lot of the time they won't even give you a digital copy of the soundtrack unless it's, like, a game on Steam. Like, Steam and
0: and GOG have gotten really good. Most of them don't do that.
1: that, and that's really sad because games like Dragon Quest Heroes, which have gorgeous music, maybe that's something you would want. You know, like, it, I don't feel like digital pre-orders think outside the box, let's say, compared to some of the kind of neat pre-orders we used to see. I mean, for all of Victor Ireland's insanity, you can't take away the fact that working designs had some of the neatest pre-order bonuses in the history of RPGs, such as a galleon punching. <laughs> punchy hand puppet thing, which was just so cool!
0: Okay, so the the only thing I would pre-order right now is uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution 2 and the pre-order pack for that right now is uh, one set of digital goods which gives you some, uh, extra, praxis- some extra bio mods uh, half the soundtrack, an in-game mission that'll take 20 minutes and have really no assets unique to it at all and then, uh, some digital books, which I'm guessing, okay, so it's a short story, a comic book, probably the one that I could just buy right now, and an art book that will be less interesting than the Art of IDOS book that's coming out three years from now that'll have this and Thief 4 and a couple other games in much more detail.
1: <laughs> Come on, Trent. Don't you have more anger to shed on pre-orders? Because um, you well, do. It's not-
3: Talking about mankind divided makes me a little bit angry towards pre-orders, mostly oh, because
0: that that fake Kickstarter scam they tried to do.
3: Oh, I don't know if you can really call it a fake Kickstarter scam. Like, well, I, mean, I think the the it was very <laughs> it, was it was imitating
0: stretch goals, is what it was it, doing. It
3: absolutely was imitating stretch goals, and uh, it was both nefarious and admittedly really clever of Square Enix to do that. The only thing is, um, gamers aren't stupid, right? I
0: well, I they 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 can fall victim to that sort of thing.
3: I, I, I don't want to make a general, sweeping kind of thing, but I, I'll say I'll say that it was not a smart move to position it as you go tell your friend, and then maybe you'll get a better pre-order bonus.
0: Yeah, I think
3: I That's think shady.
0: that there the <laughs> gamers can fall prey to this. Perhaps not in the and they were very overt about it. But I think, speaking of fans and speaking of pre-orders, is I think pre-order, the, the aggressiveness of pre-order your games, has added more toxicity to the gamer environment. I can't prove it, but I think that a lot of people would be a lot more chill about, say, one guy at the Washington Post not liking Uncharted 4 if... You know, the 3 million people that were primed to like it had not already put down their $10 to have it. Like, it encourages a level of investment that overrides the part of your mind that can just sit back and say, Oh, that guy didn't like it. Or, you know what, maybe it's okay that this game isn't perfect. (laughs) But this
1: kind of goes back to our Kickstarter rant, where, you know, you feel that the moment you've put your $10 down, you're invested.
0: Well, I mean, you, you literally, you, you you are in a sense. And so because you've got your $10 down, the game has to be great. And when it's not, you run off to Metacritic to give it a bunch of ones and say stupid, inane things. And you, you waste your time tracking people down to harass them for no better reason that you just have a difference of opinion and Really? You, you you have a gaming backlog, and you want to spend your time on this.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, that's it. we see it all the time. I mean, I well, even I mean, but like...
0: bouncing back to Fallout Four, Mac people people would would you <laughs> would people have been upset with you on that particular day if they had not already paid to have their game? Yeah. They, they, they had made up their minds about this game. They had decided this game was worth money. And you were telling them that not, not that you thought otherwise, which is truly the case, but that they were wrong. And it put them on the defensive. And there we were dealing with a lot of stupid for a couple of days until everyone either decided that we just had a difference of opinion. Or maybe we didn't, or our opinions weren't that different.
1: I can't wait for Star Ocean 5.
0: Oh god, that is going to be a special month. Remind me to go on vacation. <laughs> but Trent, yes, do you have any final thoughts for this topic?
3: Um, I guess I'll, I'll leave the group with, um I don't think it makes any economic or rational sense whatsoever to pre-order anything. And I think uh, any sensible person who watches their time and the dollars in their wallet will wait to get a consensus of whether something is worth checking out or not and, uh, you know, make the conscious buying decision at the right time, I guess. it just, all you're doing is, is helping out them companies when you're pre-ordering. And even if you have a soft spot for those indie companies... I really feel like if, if their game is good enough to stand on its own, then you wait till it's out and you give it a fair shot then.
2: Michael? Pre-order, don't pre-order, it doesn't matter to me. Digital pre-orders are insane. Please don't waste your money if you really, really need to. There's other things. You can give me the money and I'll order you a copy on Amazon. I'll take it <laughs> as an interest-free loan. You can just give me the money ahead of time, and I'll take care of it for you. You know,
0: if you're if you're really looking to spend money to uh, ratify your feelings, the Sam Marcello fan club still nine ninety five.
1: I hate this fan <laughs> club. We've established this.
0: It's not for you, Sam. It's for them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and nine- we're getting in bobbleheads. Bobbleheads nine ninety five.
2: That's the first time I've truly been interested. <laughs> I'm, Despite I'm, I'm being a founder. Actively,
3: I'm actively petitioning Pop Funko to make a little <laughs> tiny vinyl of Sam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the sad part is I'd probably like that.
0: <laughs> Alright, Sam.
1: Oh my god, my brain's still thinking about that Funko. <laughs> um, you know what? I Again, it's a vote with your dollar situation. You want to pre-order it, go for it. You don't want it, that's okay too, but... You just need to be satisfied with whatever choice you make. Personally, I have a giant backlog. That's why I've stopped pre-ordering in most cases, because I'd like to actually enjoy this other stuff I have. And that's, um, you know, important to me as a gamer. But, you know, everybody's different. (laughs)
0: Look, I think a bunch of guys with pre-orders on No Man's Sky issued death threats on reporters for saying that it was going to be nine more weeks, when really the smart thing to do would have been to say, wait, you needed nine more weeks and you waited till nine days before launch to tell anyone? That's shitty. Why'd you do that to me? And then maybe pulled their pre-order, because it's it's a digital game, why not? And, you know what? I think pre-ordering is less beneficial to the consumer, not just financially, but also emotionally. And so, Let's just never do this again. Let, let's stop doing this. You Think think about where you're spending your money and how you're spending it, is, is what I keep coming back to. Speaking of coming back, we've got feedback from last episode. Wait,
1: can I ask one question? Yes. You know, as much as we've been bragging on pre-orders, I'm sure we've all gotten at least, like, one cool thing out of pre-orders. Think of, like, a neat thing you got.
0: Junpei's hat.
1: You really like Junpei's hat, but I always wear it.
0: Yeah, but it's Junpei's hat.
1: See, I'm not gonna lie. There was this one time where I may have made Mac, I, I made him get Harvest Moon for me because I wanted a cow. <laughs> I had the cow shipped to your house, I remember that. Moo, moo, moo. And I was so excited, I was like, is my cow at your house? And you were like, uh... <laughs> stupid Sam. Stupid <laughs> Sam. I'm not gonna lie. I Natsume. I I like plushies. <laughs> now, mind you, Anna just sends me a plushie. Instead. It's Probably
2: safer that way. It's probably yeah,
1: safer. But, I don't
2: think I have anything major that I still remember pre-ordering have, and getting. See all the what
0: all about the, g- the
1: galleon though? Didn't you get that years ago?
0: No. See all the good video no. game swag they sell later, right? Yeah. Like if if if, if it was just more cool T-shirts. I'd be more likely to pre-order, but no, I have to spend my own money later for cool t-shirts. You
1: know, one that I liked was the Lunar, the original Lunar Mm pre-order, where it gave you, like, it was just a giant treasure chest. I remember that one being really cool, but I remember being young enough that I was like, I can't afford the cool treasure chest and all Um, the weird goodies.
3: I'll piggyback on that because while I didn't personally pre-order this, my brother pre-ordered Lunar Two Eternal Blue for PlayStation One, and it came with some cards and uh, an art booklet and uh, a necklace, which I always yes, thought was really dope. Like it's it's totally y but if you're really into the game, like it's kind of neat.
1: I think so. Like those are the kinds of pre-orders where I I always thought they were kind of neat. And I think oh. in the PlayStation era, there was some really cool ones.
2: Okay, yes, you saying that reminded me. I and going back, it's like we've come full circle from last episode talking about working designs again. But Ark the Lad collection came with a pocket watch, and who wears a pocket watch? Honestly, apparently I did because <laughs> when I got one, I, I wore it. So <laughs>
1: there you go. All right, despite the nah. spot,
2: like, that was probably the dumbest thing to do, and
1: it nah. was, Nah. no. Nah. So the feedback? feedback? Well, I
0: mean, this is it. Uh it It's always going to come down to you deciding what means something to you. And if a cool pocket watch is cool, then you'll wear it.
1: Like Junpei's hat.
0: Like Junpei's hat. All
1: right, but, feedback.
0: But feedback, there was a lot of really interesting back and forth uh, talking about sort of memes and pop culture j- references in localization. And I think a lot of it comes down to Finding the right place and right time to use it where it'll still work. Like, I think, um, someone brought up the you had one job joke in Fire Emblem Fates. Uh, but at the same time, there is a Devil Survivor 2 where someone makes an, my, my Khalees, my sh- milkshake brings all the y- boys to the yard reference, which is...
1: Never cool.
0: It, 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 it was a stretch to get to that joke, and that song died hard. <laughs> like, by the time they were working on that game, that reference was dead. Um, w- people were saying nice things about us. There was a weird tangent about Carl Masek that.
1: Well, see, you did talk about that. Uh,
0: we, we mentioned Carl Masek, and I think it, it, it sort of went down a rabbit hole of Robotech, which gets deeper the more you look at it. But the thing I want to take away from Carl Masek is not necessarily Robotech, but Things like Bleach. Cause he, he was the director on Bleach. He was working until he died. So on Bleach, when you watch the dub, they translate exactly half of the proper Japanese terms for, in that show. Exactly half. So you have this completely arbitrary mishmash of localized terminology and Japanese jargon. For no reason, and and that is what Carl Masick did in everything he worked on after Robotech, or at least Robotech. Everything was in Murican, and and that that was kind of feedback.
1: Hey, to people liking us, pe- you pe- get a cookie.
0: People like us, and they can have cookies or join the Sam Marcello fan club. Nine ninety five. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but next time, what are we going to talk about? What what's on the big old list? Oh actually uh one more bit of feedback is uh Michael Baker yes one of our many no, Michaels not Michael Baker. Let let let's hire love n- that boy. let's hire nothing but Canadians and guys named Michael <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, We're nothing if not consistent. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh was talking about games that he played in both languages and the various sort of interesting things he discovered by doing it that way and that that's just some great anecdotes in there. Um
1: Oh my god, I remember the red-green thing he was talking about. That was in, I think, um... That was in Silver Star Complete. I... Uh, also, red-green is such a Canadian thing, so... I know, If that's, you catch that, that's kind of... Well,
0: yeah. Kudos to someone, you! Someone someone grew up watching Canadian cable to get that joke.
1: Otherwise, <laughs> you know, it goes completely over your head.
2: Uh So yeah, for next time, I added some new... Potential future topics for you to look at and see if you like, and you can decide if you think they're worthy or not whenever you feel like it. No,
0: I, I think first there 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 are a few in those three that are definitely very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I think I actually want to talk about is let let's let's tackle grind. Let's tackle right. what we think and feel about the grind. Hmm. Okay. So that that'll be next time. We will see you then. Uh, take care now. Visit RPGamer for many of your needs, but mostly Final Fantasy screenshots if uh, the server stats are be- to be believed. Good night.
2: night, Bobblehead
0: time. I'm
1: trying to make a bobblehead and I can't do it. I'm only making duck flips and stuff.
0: The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nibuo Ematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com. Well, cool. Uh,
2: Shall we...
1: Shall we talk Shall we? about pre-orders? A thing I give no podcast? shits about. I love you, baby. <laughs> We're gonna go buy one of those dragons, right? The Skyrim dragons.
0: Oh, God, we we can talk about the super special awesome edition as well.
1: <laughs> it's gonna
0: be part of my small argument.
1: Poor Scott should tell you all the story about the Watchdogs pre-order he got.
0: Uh, that was mm. an adventure.
1: He was very what? unhappy. Oh my God, Scott! Why do you always end up pre-ordering Ubisoft games? That was the last one.
2: <laughs> last one ever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true.
0: That is it actually was true. The, the, I have no, oh. <laughs> I have pre-ordered nothing since.
2: <laughs> oh, cool. Well, this sounds like podcast fodder, so yeah. I don't want to get into it too
1: much. Mac, nah, can we have zero time dilemma now?
2: Oh, 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 oh I
1: want that more than anything else. You know.
0: Life. You you may have noticed a pattern, people who listen to the bloopers, that someone will say, Let's start, and then Sam says something. <laughs> and then it's not starting.
2: <laughs> well
1: uh, details, I love you details. too. Let's go. Oh, I wanted a peanut <laughs>
0: There see, Sam does it to herself. Let she the record show. It. That this is- this is a medical condition. I need science.
1: I'm best, girl. Okay. Let's get going, please, because I'm batting the dog and she's getting very upset.
0: Alright, count it down in three, two, one...